What do you say? What? What? So you're thinking of playing them how much of what we just did? All of it. All of it. On the Hard Luck Show. Yeah. A third show to for today as a teaser, and then we'll just play clips from it from what? here on out to keep people reminded that this book is coming. Why don't we just do a show, and then we'll play that at the end? Yeah. You were going to talk about it, and then we'll tag this at the end as the taste. Are you feeling unconvinced about anybody's performance? No. No, so I'm saying it's an intro. Right. It's not the 13, and it's going to be funny, interesting, real, just like you just heard. I'm going to play this part, and people are going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Right. Right now, they don't know what we're talking about. Listen, Mr. Let's, Mr. Mr. Let's Mr. Tell Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, you're probably sitting there being like, what the fuck is this show? Yeah. Yeah, well, you're about to fucking find out. Yeah. Yeah. Regular show introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you still don't know what the fuck we're talking about, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, but here we go. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show, coming at you from the bunker in Southern California. Sitting across from me, my co-host and red brother, is... Oh, yes. Shumahan Bowen. Ooh. American, Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. Here to bring you the mysteries of history once again. Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! And on sound, old blue eyes himself. Sean Lewis. Yeah. Uh, we have a special surprise we have crafted for our very, very special elite 
audience and listeners. This is a gift, a military gift. Yeah, it is, man. We're bringing something fucking. Actually, after we just listened to what we did, mm-hmm. uh, I was totally. The first thing that came out of my mouth was, I'm fucking proud of that shit. Proud of that shit. You were. You sound proud of it. I am proud of it. I don't think you. I, I don't know that you both, you and Sean, fully appreciate what's going on in, in, in this thing in a sense of. We're actually teaching. We're actually bringing knowledge, the fire of knowledge, to people who don't have access to it. In a way that's completely unique and different and special. 100%. I mean, you know, I was sitting there and I was like, man, you know, we got H2K coming. We got all these other projects coming. And in our conversations between the three of us about, like, what is the show? And you said, Steve, you were like, this is, like, strategies on life. Yeah. Right? You'll learn strategies on life. Right. And then somebody wrote into us and said, I also feel like you provide a community. And they said, like, I wish my older homies were more like you guys. And I was like, man, that's kind of heavy because it is. It's strategies on life. And I've been moving away from trying to say, like, yeah, in a, in a weird way, this is, this is educational. It sounds lame because it's like, well, you know, education is, you know, educational. It sounds boring. And also there's a lot of negative associations with public education. But, you know, <clears throat> I was like, there's a lot of great information that comes out of the show. And we don't really plan it. And it's not just from one direction, right? There's like three different directions. There are the three directions. There's Sean's point of view, your experience and what you've learned in business and, right, in the neighborhoods and on the west side. My thing from reservations, but also this, you know, um, actual like university education shit that I pursued all the way to the end. And so here we are, uh, you know, in normal circumstances, the three of us, guys like us, wouldn't mix. And as a result, there comes out of this the stream of information. So I was like, man, what the fuck? Like, Mm -hmm. what could we do? What could we do differently than it's already out there? And I was like, we should start doing hard luck show. If nothing else, the Art of War audio book genius what did you when i sent that text what did you what actually in your mind were you thinking i thought it was genius because of us talking about you know if you were lucky enough to listen to the show that you would learn some strategies right and with that i feel like we have talked a lot about stuff that kind of premises that um i think that the art of war i love that book why does everybody love that book? and a lot of people that are have been incarcerated and down at least in California CDC. Yeah, guys like myself um, were either handed that book or gravitate towards reading that book. What is the book travel in those circles? What is it about that book that travels in the? I, I because I think of because uh, it's because of it's what it's about. You know, war. Yeah, it's about war. It's about. Everything from preparation to execution and those those rules and those um, strategies can be scaled back and, and put to use um, 
in 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 different ways. I mean, yeah. all that stuff is still works to this day. Right. These are basic strategies on on leveraging things and winning. Back, right. You know. Right. So uh, I just love the idea. I think that if anybody should put out the if anybody should put out um, the art of war or the revision or rendition of it, yeah, should be our show. It should definitely be us. Sean, I saw you nodding to that. Why? Just it's uh, it's in the blood of the show. Yeah, feels like it's 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 definitely something that would be kindling. It's our DNA. It's when I texted DNA. that to you, did you? Oh. What was your reaction? Immediately, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. It just makes sense. It was like a no brainer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because you know what, man? I, the other thing that I've experienced about the art of war, because in my circles, right. A lot of guys that I know reference the book. Very few do I ever see any evidence that they actually read it. Mm-hmm. That's the truth to me. I had a partner, dude, in law who always referenced the art of war. But like... it. Oh, soft ass, huh? Well, I don't know that anybody really finishes that book. It's not a big book, right? I don't know that anybody no, actually... A small book. Finishes the fucking book or even understands everything that's going on in it mm-hmm. or is able to translate it into what's going on today or put it in terms that they really understand. Mm-hmm. And I think what this show does for most people that I've interacted with is that we take concepts and we somehow are able to translate or package them in a way that people can access. You know, higher educations and all that stuff, most of it's really premised on we're keeping all this interesting, really good shit away from people who can't afford it. That's really what it's about. It's not the brightest motherfuckers that are in Yale and Harvard. I mean, there are some smart ones, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's all legacy fucks. These guys whose parents went there and they got a lot of money to donate and it's how you keep knowledge out of the hands of regular mm. people. Mm. Mm. I'm not kidding. Right. And I think one of the core passions of the show or whatever is that because of the way we're set up, we can take inaccessible information and experiences and bring it to people. There's not a lot of people that are going to walk in the shoes of Big Lux. And it doesn't matter which way you want to slice it. There's just not a lot of people that are going to go to the places and be and see and do the things that you do. And when you come to the show and you talk to people and we talk to Big Lev and we talk to all the other friends, Diablos, all those guys are guys that a lot of the listeners I ain't ever going to meet. Right. Right. And the show is bringing them to that or bringing that to them. Yes. Same thing with the deep reading aspects. A lot of people aren't going to read like I'm going to read, right? But I don't just sit back and like not tell anybody. I walk you through in a regular way so that you can understand it. So you can see like, ah. And I feel like when we, we did a test, we just did a test. And you, Steve, read mm-hmm. the introduction, the title page and the introduction. Yes, I did. Right. I did that. And what was your experience in reading the introduction? Like, seriously, what did you go through? I, 
Well, sometimes some of the verbiage and the way it's written is a little bit older. And so as I was reading, I'm so into sometimes trying to either read it right or read it aloud correctly that I'm not. What's the word? Um, I'm not taking in the information. I'm not comprehending what I'm reading sometimes. Right. You know, so and. Sometimes when I read books like this, I can go down a couple chapters and then pause and be like, I didn't understand really, and I'd have to go back and reread it. So, knowing how you get down, Chumahan, I was looking forward to doing The Art of War because I can actually get a better understanding through some of the ways that you translate because you make things you're able to take some of this stuff and put it into words, for lack of a better word, what Sean said, like almost for, you make it idiot proof, you know, for dummies or whatever, like, you know. Yeah. Um, but you, you breaking it down it gave me perspective, and I started to really understand the story that I was reading. Right. And it was just the introduction. It was a cold blooded fucking story. Absolutely. But if I didn't have you help me step away from it yeah. and re-go into it, I might have not got the same understanding that I did after you broke it down a little bit. And that's what I that's what I would think that a listener is going to find exciting about this, huh. is that you're going to get a chance to really understand some of these amazing writings that you've heard about and you never, never chose to even pick up the book and, and read it. Well, we're going to do that for you here. And the other thing is I was thinking about was like, you know, a lot of the people who will read that introduction, uh-huh. right? Like this Lionel Giles, right? Right? This fucking pencil-necked geek who's right never even been close to a vagina. Uh-huh. Guys like that are going to read a story that has elements to it that you've actually lived, right? So when I'm going through this with you, Right and Sean, I'm thinking about you know when is the chance that you're gonna actually be with a soldier and read the Art of War and he can tell you like, hey, this is just like when da 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 this that still happens. Right. right, right. When I flipped it back to you and said like, has that ever you know? And you can actually speak to the pieces of discipline and or war in a way that. A regular person is going to be studying in a classroom is not really going to be able to understand or you wrap their fucking brain around. Yes, yes. There's there's interesting things that we're going to get to in techniques of war, right, in this book specifically yeah. that, that I remember and I've held on to. But it's true. It's a lot of stuff that he's talking about. You, If you read it and you really do and you put it into practice, these are all tools that... I've used for years, bro, for years. And when I read them for the first time, it was just a solidification that yeah. what I was thinking was right the whole time. Right. And when they get into things like, and I've said it too, uh, you know, like the element of surprise, like the element of surprise, there's nothing like that, you know? Right. That's a moment you can capture and you can take advantage. The other thing is when you want to get when you want to keep either a group of people kind of down and doing what you're saying and kind of lead them around, you keep them confused. Right. You keep them confused. 
Right. If they are constantly confused, they never have a chance to stable their feet and really take into account what's going on. Because you've got them fucking... And that's what I think society does with us. I think that some of these basic rules to engagement and rules to controlling and I think some of it's twisted up and used today in our world and I think uh, you know you can kind of does what I'm saying make sense yeah I think so I think what you're saying is is to a certain extent the way news is today it's not clarifying anything it's actually confusing everything yeah right Sean what do you think oh yeah Definitely, Sean. You're in, you're you're a good person to talk to because, you know, in the process, right? Like we did the introduction in the beginning. You were more of an audio engineer guy. You were sitting back, and then somewhere at the end, you went in to illuminate an aspect of the introduction that really touched you or made, meant something to you. Yeah. What was that? What happened there? Like, why did you decide to jump in? Well. I don't know. It just, it, it rang, I kind of, so first of all, when we're recording, I'm thinking, oh, we're just going to record him talking, right? Yeah. It's just going to be Lux, you know, narrating. Reading. Narrating. narrating right. right. And then I thought, yeah, when he's asking a question like, hey, what does this mean? Or whatever. We started, started talking about Giles, what was his name? Lionel Giles. Lionel Giles. <laughs> John, John Giles, man. Um, Jay Giles. Jay I Giles. thought, I, you know, my first thought was, oh shit, I'm going to have to edit all this. Right. But then it, as it naturally flowed out, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. This makes more sense of us cutting in and interpreting. Right. Because uh, yeah. to be honest with you, I bought the Art of War, I don't know, in my early 20s or whatever and right. i'm like you know because it's essential reading right you know <laughs> yeah. people are oh you got to read the art of war if you want to understand business or whatever it is <laughs> and i read that shit it's a it's a short read right yeah. and i was like this makes i have no fucking clue what this means this means absolutely nothing to me right you know um i'm not a soldier i'm not a fucking uh you know a scholar right I, it just didn't uh, I took nothing out of it. Right. Um, but I'm sure it's important. Um, so to go be going through this process of learning why it's important yeah. with you guys is yeah. like really eye-opening. So so in the introduction, um, it's uh, isn't that what he was saying was that here's this guy that comes along. It, take Take your someone who doesn't know shit about shit that you know about comes up to you and is like, "Hey, prove this to me or whatever." I mean, that happens all the time. All right, the right. time. All the people. And then you gotta explain to this fucking nudnik who doesn't know shit about shit who's coming up to you and question you about mm. about your fucking skill. Right. And then you fucking and you throw him a big a big learn ball. Right. Oh, you gonna now you, you gonna oh, learn. Oh, you're gonna, you're, gonna, oh. Make, you're gonna make sure you give him an yeah. extra big learn ball. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> fucking you you're gonna you're gonna backhand this motherfucker right, right now. Right. Because that might be the biggest lesson of all. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. You gonna learn something? Let's learn it the hard way. You right. Might learn now. it the so hard you don't way. Forget the Did you hard hear way. Did you yeah, hear that? The hard way. The hard way. So that's what happens in the intro. That yeah, was the hard way. <laughs> and that just yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. 
He in, had to, he had to learn the hard way. Yeah, the hard way. But the hard way is the way that gets through. Right. The hard way is the way right. that you get results from. You're never gonna forget. He's too soft. They're gonna giggle at you. Right. Uh, <laughs> they're yeah, gonna you, giggle. They're gonna giggle. They're gonna giggle. It's so, a game. It's not a. It's not a party game. And you know what? It ain't their fault. Right. It's your fucking fault. Right. And a pretty clear distinctions on where fault lies based on Who's the criteria. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whose heads are rolling around? We know who was right and who was wrong. And even then, it was an interesting dynamic because we also have the guy who is Sun Tzu, right? Who we all, it's no secret, everybody knows. He's the guy that, you know, put together the art of war for this, you know, king or emperor or whatever in China. And. He's the guy that's saying, I know how to get results. And, of course, the the emperor who's lived, right? I fucking... I mean, did you ever see The Last Emperor, the movie? Remember I never got that to dude see that was being breastfed all the way in and was like 14. Really? Yeah, from some other chick, a concubine. And I was like kind of jealous. I'm like, look at that motherfucking getting fresh ass titties and milk, right? Still at 14, dude. Damn. Hot bitch. I really was, dude. That was a hard... Boner moment for me. Anyway, point of the matter is, <laughs> that's how those dudes are raised. But they're the ones in charge of the generals. They're raised the forbidden to drink, to drink milk at, out of a titty. Yeah, nursemaid to long. I wonder if that's any. Is that that's got? I wonder if that's good for you or not. I think it is. Okay. I don't think it's got human, all the vitamins and all the different right. I don't know exactly. Right. Better for you than fucking cow's milk. For, so that's why they call it the Forbidden City. I mean, dude, if we want to get deep into it. You know, at some point you have this this like crazy figurehead who is it's re- this this gets into the weird parts of human social organization. Maybe you can relate to this in some of the organizations you've been a part of, Steve. Maybe not. But for whatever reasons, humans need, or at least when you have kingdoms and stuff like that, you need a real, you need like actually one person at the very top who is completely cut off from ever actually having to do anything, yet that person's required to sign the order or stamp the thing. If you don't have that, in those societies, it all breaks down. So, Sean made an interesting point in the in the in the Hard Luck Show's introduction to the Art of War interpretation it was great, fan fucking talent. I was proud of that. But the thing that's interesting about this is that you need a soft motherfucker at the top to sign off on what a lot of hard motherfuckers are going to do. Mm. And it's weird. Mm. Because you go like, well, shouldn't just a hard motherfucker take right. over? And sometimes that happens, but when that happens, that hard motherfucker wants to create a legacy, and eventually that hard motherfucker has a soft motherfucker. Right. A Donald Trump Jr. or whatever the fuck that is, right? Yep. Like too much DNA in the sauce, and the kid's got two heads or whatever. Right, 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 right. But like somehow the that's fucking uh, like the two dogs with the—they're inbreeding them too much. And the right, Rottweiler. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. right. The next thing you know, their lungs collapse. At like right, five. right, right. They got three eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, but brain. that's why like royalty's real weird, and that's why there's that joke. Yeah. So, but what's weird about that is, is so you do need, and so 
you have this weird dynamic. And and then a lot of times what happens in kingdoms is that soft motherfucker, he isn't killed. They don't kill him. They preserve him, but they just control him. And he gets to get jacked off and uh, drink mare's milk yeah. and have all the gold he wants. But he's he's basically a hostage of the tough guys. But the tough guys need to have that to make it look legit. Does that make sense? So anyway, I guess what we're saying, or at least what I'm saying is, is like the, the or you're going to learn the hard way on this audiobook journey that we're taking together. You're going to learn the fucking hard way. And the hard way doesn't pull any punches. The hard way is not going to hide anything. The hard way is going to relate it to real life. The hard, laid, hard way is going to put it in the language you under fucking stand, right? Yeah. It's going to be read, right, by your favorite West Sider. 100%. It's going to be jumped in by your favorite uh, introvert. It's going to be jumped in by your favorite Indian. Yep. And I promise you, I make a fucking promise to you, you will understand what the art of war is and what it really means by the time we're done. Yeah. Is that the end? So stay tuned. Well, that sounded like a natural end. But it yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. So, so then, Sean, what's the plan after this? The plan is to put a, I think, I think the plan is to put it all together in some neat package where you can listen to it mm-hmm. and then to put it up somewhere where we can. And you're going to buy it. Yeah. And you know why you're going to buy it? Because there ain't going to be anything else there out there like it. Yeah. And it's going to deliver 10 times the value. And right. I'm going to have Trigger Joe or Tiny or somebody cool do like a hard luck art of war. Look, cover. Let me. Uh, let- that would be dope. Like some soldier shit with the fucking spears going through the, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like it, it'll look like some fucking war ready shit. I you know what I'm saying? Love that. I'm yeah. gonna put some sound texture to it too. If if if, if it, it come so, down to that, if 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 there's room for that, I think there there's is. Room? Yeah. Oh, there's room. But I also <laughs> wanted to say, I, I also want to say, once you oh, listen, there's room. Oh, there's room. <laughs> You got a Popeye thing. I know. Yeah. I know. What it's called meth jaw. <laughs> meth jaw. <laughs> Doesn't go away even after years. <laughs> Sounds like an Indian word. Yeah. I just want to say, huh. there's there's times when people talk about shit, and you're in, you know, you're sitting on the stoop with your with your homeboys, right? And they say, oh, I learned, yeah, I got this, whatever. Mm. After you listen to this book, this audio book from this way. You're going to be able to give people real valuable insight to the book and the learnings in a real way through the through the uh, what do you call that? Like a, the real application yeah. of the lesson. Yeah, mm-hmm. not not through uh, poetry, not through the poetry and the prose of this book, but through the through the translations that that I think Chumahan is really keyed into. Yeah. I think you're right, bro. Yeah. I think that that, and, and, and you know what? That's what happens in fucking school. I'm not against school, but sometimes in school, people get so caught up on the language of it. Right. That they don't really realize, like, they don't realize what's really going on here. 
And then it really underscores what's really going on here when you put it into modern language and modern terms, right? And this is just a T. Te- what you're going to hear, because uh, the part of the plan now is we're going to fucking close up shop and let you take a taste test. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I think- right? Isn't that how it's done? You give them a little sample yep. and then they come back for more? Yep. I know. That first hopes one, uh, first one's free. First one's free. I gotta take a piss. So okay. what we're gonna do is at the end of the show, we'll play a little bit of the intro, and then we'll play the introduction. Right, how these books are gonna go. Right, and you can get just the same. Not even chapter one. Not even chapter. Did just you the probably intro. the game you're gonna get off this intro? You're probably gonna be able to give people your homeboys lectures about what's really going on in this book just from that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many people do you know understood even read the intro? <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Oh, what are we doing now? Intro. Intro to the book series. Right. Right. Oprah's got her book in a month club. We got Learn the Hard Way. Right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to the greatest audiobook series. Ever on earth curated the greatest audio book ever curated by Hard Luck Sun Tzu's The Art of War. Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, you have a chance to be educated in a way, in the most elite way, that in the most premier way that anybody could be educated. You are getting The Art of War, as read by Big Lux, as contextualized by the savage Chumahan Bowen, and as put together by the audio ninja, O-Blue Eyes. Get ready to fucking have a workout for your mind. The three of us have crafted this audiobook experience, especially for each and every one of you. Sun Tzu on the Art of War, the oldest military treaties in the world. 
translated from the Chinese with introductions and critical notes by Lionel Gills, M.A. Wait a minute here. Who's Lionel Gills? He's uh, John Gills, that guy that did that band that John... John oh, the John Gills band. He's his it's, his, it's his grandpa. Okay. <laughs> no, he's a... Uh, um, Lionel Giles is a British uh, Chinese culture study dude. They called him Sinologists back then. Sino. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't understand all that. But, but all he's responsible for is the translation of this. Right. This but, was written by Sun Tzu. Correct? It was... Well, actually, I think if you read further, you'll see that it... it, it in, back in those days, this thing was written uh, like in the 5th century BC. Think about that. Wow. Think wow. about that. That's wow. crazy. Think about that. All right, so 5th century BC, this was written. And I think back in those days, the way writing was done, it was like a dude who actually had the knowledge told the dude who... That could write. Right, the dude that could write was kind of a nudnik. Right. He just knew how That's to... That's all he knew how to do was write. Right, so read the, um, maybe the introductory parts and that'll explain that. Okay. The Art of War. And uh, the introduction to chapters is uh, chapter one. Okay. Uh, Lane Plans. And right, by the way, Lionel Giles is mm-hmm. like the third translation of The Art of War. Okay, so okay. there was another dude named Captain Calthrop and somebody else. And back then. Great generals? Uh, no, academics. Okay. Like old Oxford academic British fucking wafy white dudes. Okay. Who were fetishizing the East. But they also knew they had some cool fucking shit right here. And so then there was a big question of like, what's the proper way? Because it wasn't just Chinese, like old Chinese. It would be the same thing as somebody trying to translate old Latin from Rome, mm. right, into the contemporary language to make mm-hmm. it accessible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sun Tzu was a native of the Chai state. His art of war brought him to the notice of Ho Lu King of Wu. Ho Lu said to him, I have carefully pursued your 13 chapters. May I submit your theory on managing soldiers to a slight test? Sun Tzu replied, you may. And Holu asked, may the test be applied to women? The answer was again in the affirmation. So arrangements were made to bring a hundred ladies out to the palace. Sun Tzu divided them into two companies placed one of the king's favorite concubines at the head of each. He then bade all to take their spears in their hands and address them. Thus, I presume you will know the difference between front and back, right hand and left hand. The girls replied, yes. Sun Tzu went on. When I say eyes front, you must look straight ahead. When I say turn left, you must face to the left. When I say right turn, you must face towards the right hand. And when I say about turn, you must face right about towards your back. Again, the girls assented. The words of command, having been thus explained, had set up the halberds and battle axed in order to begin the drill. Then, to the sound of drums, he gave the order, right turn, 
But this, the girls only burst out laughing. Sun Tzu said, If words of command are not clear and distinct, if orders are not thoroughly understood, then the general is to blame. So, he started drilling them. Again, this time, the order left turn. Whereupon the girls once more burst into laughter. Sun Tzu, if words of command are not clear and distinct, if the orders are not thoroughly understood, the general is to blame. But if the orders are clear and the soldiers nevertheless disobey, then the fault is of the officers. So saying, he ordered the leaders of the two companies to be beheaded. Damn. Now the king of Wu was watching the scene from the top of a raised pavilion. And when he saw that his favorite concubines were about to be executed, he was greatly alarmed and hurriedly sent down the following message. We are now quite satisfied as to our general's ability to handle troops. If we were bereft, bereft, bereft of these two concubines, our meat and drink will lose their savor. Are you getting that? Are you understanding what's happening right there? It is our wish that they shall not be beheaded. No, I'm kind of lost in this thing. Check this out. Check. And this what the hell is a concubine? A whore. So he was about to have his... The, oh, the, the whores were about to be executed. Yeah, and check this out, bro. Check this out. <clears throat> the king reads this 13-chapter treatise by this fucking Sun Tzu... Right, what 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 we're about to get into, right? Mm-hmm. And before hiring this guy, it's part of his fucking interview process. He mm-hmm. says, "We're gonna do a test." The king says, "Instead of anybody can move soldiers around, I'm gonna give you all my horse." Right. And if you can command horse, then you surely can command fucking soldiers. And Sun Tzu took him up on that Pepsi challenge. And he goes, all right. And so, right, the story goes down, right? And he laid out like three principles. One is, if the order from the top's not clear, then it's the general's fault. Mm -hmm. Right? Kill the general. And his orders were move left or move right. So they were clear. If the order's clear and the soldiers don't get it, it's middle management's fucking fault. Somewhere in the middle, those top commanders, they got to go. Okay. So now the king's watching his women. Now, these are whores. Their whole thing is giggling, mm-hmm. jacking you off and giggling. Yeah. Okay. So they don't realize, and they're laughing. They think it's a fucking game. Mm-hmm. And Sun Tzu's sitting there like, well, the order was clear, so the top whores got to go, and we're going to chop their fucking heads off. And he was serious. It's fucking cold blood. And the king or the emperor, whoever the fuck he is, he's sitting there saying, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. okay, right. Yeah, listen, our meat's not even going to taste like meat if you kill these two hoes. Right. So let's just call it quits. Then what happens? Gotcha. Sun Tzu replied, having once received his majesty's command to be the general of his forces, there are certain commands of his majesty's which acting in capacity I am 
unable to accept. According, accordingly, he had two leaders beheaded and straightaway installed the pair next in order as leaders in their place. So, so, the king told him, we're not doing that. Sun Tzu said, there are some orders that I cannot carry out for the king. Think about that. And had the two top hoes killed and the ones to their left put them up next. Right. Go ahead. Got it. Man. That's cold. That's cold. When this had been done, the drum was sounded for the drill once more. And the girls went through all the evolutions, turning to the right, turning to the left, and marching ahead or wheeling back, kneeling or standing with perfect accuracy and precision, not even venturing to utter a sound. Then Sun Tzu sent a message to the king saying, Your soldiers, sire, are now properly drilled and disciplined and ready for your majesty's inspection. Dude, he drilled those hoes in a different way. He put those hoes in check. Bro, check it out. I mean, think about that. They got a couple cans of act right. Think about this, dude. Have you been in situations where somebody had to be made an example of so that the rest of the soldiers... Absolutely. Yes, man. Yeah. And uh, they couldn't get it. And the example that was served was served. And then the next people in line, they got to witness it. And they all of a sudden understood real clearly, you know, what the rules were. Kind of like this. Sauce, see how old that shit is, bro? Sean, uh, real quick interjection. Any observations or thoughts here? No. Okay, thank you. Thank you. They can be put to any use that they're uh, sovereign. 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 The king. They can be put to any use that their sovereign may desire. Bid them go through fire and water, and they'll, they will not disobey. Damn. But the king replied, let our general cease his drilling and return to camp. As for us, we have no wish to come down and inspect the troops. What is that? What is he talking about there? He, the king was satisfied. He's saying... He's like, we don't need to go any hey, further. All right, bro. It's fine. Right. Clearly, you, get it. you turn these whores, these party girls, into soldiers in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Obviously, you know what you're doing. Right. Thereupon, Senzu said, The king is only found of words and cannot translate them into deeds. So, was he basically saying that this guy doesn't know how to command? Yeah. He's saying that. that that the king is only fond of talk. He's not really ready for action. And and I think some of the things that go into this is also the realization that, you know, to commit to a road of war and violence, you're going to have to go the whole distance. And if killing a couple of your girls freaks you out, you don't have the stomach yeah. to do what needs to get done. I think that's the message Sun Tzu is saying. Yeah, like, yeah. This ain't no nice business. Right. You can't have it both ways, boy. If you're not a tough guy, get the fuck out of the road. Right. If you're a tough guy, don't cry when it comes. 
what you talk about all the time. What, John? I was just thinking about here is here's this fucking seasoned veteran, this general, this fucking this genius of war, right? And here comes along this fucking pretty boy in his fucking golden robes, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you a test." <clears throat> I'm gonna test you. A guy right. who knows shit about shit right. when it comes right. to war. Right. And he goes, and then Sun Tzu's like, "Yeah, I- I'll take it. I'll take your challenge." Mm-hmm. Of course, he's going to show him how he fucked up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now it makes now it makes sense. We step back and break it down because while reading it. Um, some of the verbiage and stuff. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's this a guy, a Lionel Giles, right, wrote that shit back in 1910 or whatever right, it was, right? right? So, <clears throat> so yeah, it's a little antiquated, but that's why the Hard Luck Show is putting out these audiobooks. This is the number one. This is fucking premier shit. That's right. The reason why we're putting it out is it's going to be read by people with experience. And it's going to be translated to be effective towards your life. And you're finally going to understand and finish these books that everybody's always talking about. That's right. Only here on the Hard Luck Show. After that, <laughs> Olu saw Sun Tzu was one who knew how to handle an army. He finally appointed him general. In the West... He defeated the Chu state and forced his way into Ying, the capital. To the north, he had put fear into the states of Chai and Qin and spread his fame abroad amongst the feudal princesses. And Sun Tzu had shared in the might of the king. That's the end of the introduction. Congratulations, motherfuckers. You made it through the introduction of Art of War. I guarantee you there's a whole class of individuals out there that didn't even read the introduction. You did.